The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonalls, or Success Publishing International. More willpower than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonall. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Money don't matter for the stuff it bought. It's the way you think, not what you've got. Yeah. Unlock Your Wealth Radio starts now. Get your money mind right here, folks. Thanks so much for stopping by. I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonalls, and I am flanked by the irrepressible. Michael Terry flanks me on today's show. Yes, and we are going to help you get your money mind right with the following great features. So I am so excited because... One of the things that we fall short of as entrepreneurs, meaning chick entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. is we get so focused on providing good value and quality customer service that we forget to tell people about what a great job we're doing, you know? And so it's like, oh, so I got to tell people about what a great job I'm doing in addition to doing that great job? Because word of mouth only goes so far. I mean, it's great, especially with social media, because, you know, all these influencers, if they like your brand, they can just really create a fire under your company's behind. However... If that's not happening, that doesn't necessarily mean you're not doing a good job. It just means that you're not connecting with people on a big level. And that's where PR fits in and it helps you push your message. And so I thought, what a great opportunity as we're thinking about this to have this guest on today, Christy Pyle. So this is a reprise interview, but it was really spot on. And the reason why I like her As a media professional, I think this woman does an unbelievable job at connecting with folks like me. Mm -hmm. And that matters because she brings me high quality guests for the show. Nice. And and as an entrepreneur, as an expert or authority in your field for whatever you're doing, you need somebody that can not just only, you know, have the database to pick up the phone and call these people, but actually have those people get you on their show yeah. so you can display your expertise for the world to see. And she's excellent at that. I love her guests. I know because she also has like a media coach. So I know if she sends me somebody, even if it's somebody I've never heard of before, it's their first book or whatever it is, I know they're going to be a great interview. So if you don't know what you're doing and you're thinking about PR, those are the things that you want to know. So are they just going to pimp my cause or are they going to teach me how to pimp my own cause? So I'm going to be good at it. And so these are the things that you need to think about. And we're going to talk about that in this interview. It's a really great one. So that's why I really wanted to have this one back because of the value that she brings in this episode alone is pretty huge. And one of the things as women that we forget is that we forget to connect with more than just our customer. We got to tell people about it, the whole working in your business and then working on it mm-hmm. kind of thing, that mm-hmm. double hat. So you can delegate that second hat yeah. and let somebody else tell people how fabulous you are by hiring a cheerleader. 
So we're going to have her on. We also have a key this week. We have uh, our new Freedom Fest, the Road to Freedom Fest update today. And we also have a moolah word. So uh, so let's let's get the key out of the way first. Then we can talk about moolah. The key number 10 is uh, remember real estate. Remember real estate. Yes, this is an awesome key. So what we've been doing, if you haven't been paying attention and haven't been tuning into our Unlock Your Wealth lives, we have been slowly surely building our cause to start leveraging ourselves for investment. And so this is a really great show because it teaches you how to estimate how close to or far away from investing in real estate you are, because I believe it is one of the best ways to build value with very little money. If you're interested in this week's key, please visit Facebook where you can find facebook.com forward slash unlock your wealth radio. Remember to like the page, then turn on notifications and also follow the link to the new TV show. Yes, Unlock Your Wealth today will be launching in just a couple of weeks. And we're going to be doing our big live events at Freedom Fest, also in conjunction with the Way of the Renaissance Man, our regular guest, Investment Authority Jim Woods, will be broadcasting side by side with me, as well as the Atlasphere podcast for those admirers of the Fountainhead and Atlas Shrugged. You can catch that. And I'm bringing the maestro of Moolah with me. So the whole team will be in full effect. And for those of you who fell in love with my camera woman, Jennifer, Jen's going to be back too. I know there's the line waiting up just for her. So yeah, so the whole team will be there. We're taking over Media Row. There's a row, but it's going to be really the Unlock Your Well TV studio that everybody's going to be hanging out at because we're going to be doing live interviews. We're going to be doing giveaways, all kind of stuff. Woo! But anyway, but seriously, folks, yes, please join us July 11th through 14th, but make sure that you follow through to the new Unlock Your Wealth Today show page, and that way you can get started and be ready for the big launch. Yay. So. You got a moolah word for I do have a moolah word. And again, we're doing moolah comparisons. I kind of like this vibe. I wonder if we should bring those in to the new show. What do you think? Should we keep moolah? Do people like moolah? Oh, moolah is great. So today is our moolah comparison is interest rate versus APR. Ah. Do you know what that stands for? APR? APR is, um, oh, you know, I'm thinking of ARM, adjustable rate mortgage, but um, APR is adjustable. Thanks for playing. You're already done. Get me out of here. That's okay. You did well last week. You got the Medicare Medicaid thing, but it's annual percentage rate. And so let me just say on the outset that I'm going to color whatever this definition is with my own opinion up front. And let me just tell you, APR is stupid. (laughs) Don't sugarcoat it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to be vague. It's just plain stupid. And so here's why. So the interest rate when you apply for financing, whether it's for a car, a credit card, a home, whatever, you apply, right? You pay each and every month an interest rate. It is the basic rate that's charged on a loan. And, And so that's the interest that you actually pay each 
and every month. So when you were talking ARM, for example, an adjustable rate mortgage, that would mean that that note rate goes up and down. It could be fixed. It could be partially flexible. It could be totally flexible. Uh, It could negatively amortize. There's all these great things that interest rates can do. But the interest rate is what you actually pay each and every month for the life of the loan. So if it's a mortgage and it's 30 years, that's what you pay 360 times. Yep. All right. So, and that is what it is. APR, on the other hand, is the annual percentage rate. And it is what they call the effective rate on a loan after subtracting required loan fees from the face amount of the loan. So I know this sounds confusing. Unless a loan involves no required closing costs. And so like, that's like escrows, that's like prepaids, that's insurances, that's fees like loan origination fees, document fees, blah, blah, blah fees. So supposedly, you know, all of that stuff is calculated so you can understand the open quote, true cost, close quote, of the loan. But it doesn't do that. All it does is confuse you because you're like, well, what exactly am I paying? It's supposed to be a tool to add or aid you in shopping. But the problem with this is that it's confusing you because these fees can be juxtaposed in the truth and lending disclosures so they don't show up. And that doesn't mean you don't pay those fees, but you need to look at them in terms of actual dollars. So if I go to a mortgage company and I say, how much does it cost? And they say 1% to originate this loan. I know that if it's $100,000, it's going to cost me a thousand bucks. If I go to B and they say it's 1.25%. So I say, okay, on a $100,000 loan, that's 1,250 bucks. That's a comparison I can make. That makes sense. Because what if a mortgage company charges me a different interest rate than B mortgage company? My APR is going to be all screwed up and I'm still not going to know who's charging me more, Mm -hmm. right? Because I got to look at this percentage and it's an expression and uh, uh, of what it is. And it just makes no sense. And you need to look at the actual dollars. That's why I think it's stupid. (laughs) So there's my explanation. Totally. That's the Heather investor word description of that. Maybe I should do these more often. You got an interview coming up. I know. Yeah. Okay. So let me shut up now. So, hey, who wants to learn about promoting themselves more effectively? I know I do. So please, on this women's empowerment season, please join me for the reprise interview of Christy Pyle. Our fabulous guest today is going to be helping us when it comes to hiring the right PR agency. Before forming her current company, Media Minefield, in 2010, she was a television reporter and news anchor at a variety of television stations. And she has built a team of former journalists with more than 100 years worth of newsroom experience because they understand how the media works. I know this because I speak from experience. If your goal is to make headlines or land a television news interview. Ask your PR firm that you're prospectively interviewing uh, if their staff has had real-world newsroom experience, because I can attest to the fact that it actually does make a difference. But she's going to talk to us about how to get the best bang for your PR buck and to avoid that Bermuda Triangle of uh, PR. So please welcome Christy to the show. Christy, welcome to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We are so thrilled to have you on today's show. 
Thank you, Heather. It's nice to be here. One of the things that we talk about, and we have a nice listener base of entrepreneurs, is when they start talking about, okay, so I've got this great product. I'm, I've uh, got good traction in the marketplace, you know, word of mouth is starting to take over, but, you know, I need to grow faster, you know, to, uh, to meet my business goals. And, and, you know, I hear about PR and I hear other people getting on the television and the radio and, and in print, but I don't know how to do that. And, and I've heard horror stories. Um, you know, uh, what are your thoughts on the horror stories of PR and, and how can we avoid those? You know, it's true. I mean, I hate to say that that they're it's fabricated, but I hear the horror stories too. And honestly, as someone who owns and started a public relations company, it's difficult to go in and convince people that we're different and that they should be asking different questions. Uh, my background is in television news. So I was a TV reporter for 12 years and my whole staff uh, all came out of newsrooms. And when I was a reporter, I really saw how traditional public relations wasn't meeting my needs. So if I'm a reporter and I need an expert and I get someone from a PR firm and the PR firm doesn't know what I need or their client isn't available or their client is terrible, uh, it doesn't bode well for the client and it doesn't bode well for me. So I wanted to flip the model totally upside down and really bring the expertise of folks who have played the media game and know how it works so that then we can serve our clients the best. So there are many, you talk about public relations that can go uh, through many different facets and many different gamuts, but we're really talking about earned media. So getting interviews, whether that's in uh, publications or magazines or national or local or television, but we're, that's, that's the part of public relations that we're specializing in and the part of public relations that in my opinion is broken. Yeah, so l let's talk about the traditional model first, and then we'll contrast that with the questions that people should be asking for the way it does work. So what are some, maybe give us one or two ways that traditional PR is broken? Sure, I would say traditional PR when it comes to earned media is broken if when you are interacting with your PR firm and you're getting a report and the report is showing you who, which media outlets they contacted and, you know, a laundry list of people that they've talked with on your behalf, that isn't doing you any good. You would know if your PR firm is working for you, if you're receiving a report of how many people heard you or saw you, or if your phone is ringing because people want to do business with you would be number one. And number two is I would say if you have to sign some sort of long contract uh, then you probably also have a problem because you sh if it's not the right fit, it's not the right fit. And so getting into a long-term relationship that's very expensive and costly when you don't see any ROI, then that's a problem as well. So let's ask, so let me ask this question. And, and I and I know from personal experience um, and me coming from a uh, television and radio news background, um, as well as I was a print journalist for several years, uh, is, uh, you know, I know how as a reporter, I liked to be pitched. And I know, and I knew who was a great PR firm and who was a not so great PR firm from um, my perspective as as a journalist, because the 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 more or the deeper the relationship I had with the PR person and the more they knew what I was looking for and how they could make me look good, the more I used them. 
you know, exactly. And, and, you know, and so that's kind of from that side of the fence. And, and, and I'm still on that side of the fence in radio. You know, the PR people that go the extra mile, that know what kind of guests I'm looking for, that know that I need savvy, articulate people, not, you know, because if somebody sounds boring or uninteresting, they're turning off me. They're not just turning right. off that guest. They're turning off me. And, and that doesn't bode well for my sponsors. So, um, so what, um, uh, what should we be, what questions should we be asking when it comes to this? Because obviously if they're sending you a lead list, I guess, you know, of, well, I called these people this week. Okay. Well, I could have picked up the phone and called those people too. I'm paying you to get me on their shows or in their magazines. So how do I ask the right question to, to find out if that's what they're doing? You know, I think it really, to your point about experience, you need to make sure if your goal in hiring a firm is to get interviews, then you want people working at that firm who have been on the other side of the interview fence. So when I was a reporter, I worked at five different stations, big market, small market, I did some reporting nationally a little bit. And I regularly would see PR firms or public relations uh, students come through the newsroom for a tour. If the only time your public relations firm has been in a newsroom is on a tour, you need a different firm. Mm -hmm. And, and that, that's pretty much kind of standard operating procedure. In fact, as I mentioned before, you know, we're hiring folks out of newsrooms and I, I talked with a candidate today and he's talked with many of the PR firms in town and they're telling him, sorry, you know, you've been in media too long. We want folks that are coming out of public relations schools. And I think that's a flaw in the industry. Certainly, many things are valuable in a public relations school or that focus. But if you're trying to get interviews, you got to have people that know how that game is played. It's And it's the little things, like you mentioned. It's it's the savviness. It's knowing what time a morning meeting is in, in a newsroom is. It's knowing when people book. It's knowing what's timely. We have clients. Uh, we were in 143 markets, media markets last year. We need to know if there's a snowstorm happening somewhere, we're pitching in a different way than if there's a storm. So, you know, if there's not a storm, we need to know these things and you need to be intimately involved in those markets. And you have to know your client's message and what they want. What is success for them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that those are, are, are critical things because understanding what an individual's objectives are with PR makes it so much easier to meet those objectives. This segment of Unlock Your Wealth Radio is sponsored in part by KeepMyID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown with their special offer for Unlock Your Wealth Radio listeners. Visit UnlockYourWealthRadio.com forward slash KeepMyID and enroll. Protect your financial future now. Remember, promo code WAGS. So, Chrissy, as I'm thinking about this, you know, um, uh, the way I determine how well my PR person is doing is how many appearances, because that's all I could count. I don't care how many phone calls he makes. You know, this is not, in my estimation, effort-based grading. This is uh, results grading, you know? So all Absolutely. that everybody gets a ribbon thing is what I think that that 
current broken model of PR is. You know, they're like, well, it's really hard to quantify like how no. effective your PR is. And I said, no, it's not. If I'm being interviewed and you're asking me for quotes for a, a paper or a publication or to write an article for someone, you know, that's that's you. That's 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 the result. That's my ROI. I know if I'm being interviewed three or four times a day, you know, five to six days a week, you know, that's measurable. Absolutely. And, you know, if you're doing interviews in places, when we look at broadcast or radio, there are third-party services. We use one where it can tell you almost immediately how many people saw you and what the value of that was to you. So those are the kinds of statistics, the kind of quantifications that you should be asking for because it's out there, it's available. And also, I think it's it's worth asking where things are going to be published, because now in the world of bloggers and all sorts of different online publications, not all media is created equally. You know, you need to know if, if you're being asked for a quote, is this in a blog that's going to be in front of my ideal audience, which means your firm needs to know who your ideal audience is, because you don't want to waste your time either. Uh, and yet every, you know, it doesn't have to be a big big publication for it to be powerful as long as it's the right people are looking at it. We had a client who did was in an online, she's in a blog, and it happened to be the, you know, the right, um, right vein of angle of the story. And within a week, we had her doing an exclusive interview on the Today Show and Nightly News. So it really, you know, you, you don't want to turn down the small stuff, but you want a firm that knows which small ones are valuable and which ones are really just a waste of time. Right. And, you know, in my, most of mine, uh, when, when I deal with my PR person, you know, um, and they always ask me for availability, they specifically flag, okay, this one is in multiple markets. This one's national. You need to do this one. No excuses, <laughs> you know, right. you know, so, uh, um, so, so I think that that's, that's really, really critical, you know, and, and those small markets make a difference. You know, I was on a small radio station and it was just you know it was a local radio station but it was on one of my identity theft pitches and one of the people that was listening got me um uh found me on facebook and asked me to speak at their retirement club and oh their retirement club is an extension of a 400 uh, fortune 100 company that i'm going to be speaking at now this fall because of this and that speaking gig is going to be so huge oh yeah absolutely you know, so, so, I mean, I wouldn't even discount the local markets, but you, you know, I mean, I did have a PR person that didn't give me anything and that I spent 10 times the amount of money on. And, and I kept saying, no, 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 no. This is what I'm looking for. This is where I need to be. And, you know, this is what you need to be saying. This is the message I need you to communicate. And they had interns writing pitches that were not even on target. How do you, um, when you go to interview your PR people, like what are three things that you can ask a PR person to know if they're worth their salt? I would ask them how much they rely on press releases. You know, press releases as a journalist is something that unless you're the governor and you're calling a state of emergency, it doesn't mean anything. I asked a friend of mine, who is, is works in a major market newsroom to take a picture of all the news releases that come in in a day. The stack was over five inches thick. So your press release better be really amazing and important to even be printed out on any given day. So it's really more about the angle of the pitch and the relationship with the journalist, journalist to make sure that your, your idea is even getting seen. So I'd ask them how much they rely on press releases. 
here at Media Minefield, we don't do them. Uh, secondly, I would ask how well they know the journalists in the market and what kind of history they've had. They should be able to show you, you know, in the market you're interested in, uh, in the last year, we've had X placements here. Here's some examples. And the third thing to ask is how do you quantify success? Mm-hmm. So would it be, you know, because I know that, you know, there's, everybody's different and, and I'm not the only financial guru out here um, hawking my wares, but I do have a different spin on things the way I look at it. And we don't just, you know, do personal finance. We're brain-based financial literacy, which is something that's different, that differentiates us in the marketplace. And so um, is, um, do you think that there's a conflict? Um, do Should we ask, hey, how many other, you know, personal finance um, experts do you have or how many, you know, is it fair to ask that or look for exclusivity and, and, uh, is there, should we be paying more if, if we expect or require exclusivity? How does that work? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think that that really depends on the integrity and the value system of the firm. So I can tell you, you know, what we do here. So here, many, the majority of our clients in the, their various markets will only take one expert in their field in their market. We don't want to be pitching against our own clients. And we also know that if there's an opportunity, a talking point, we want to make sure that it's our client getting the interview and we're not going to pick favorites. We work hard for our clients and have great relationships with them. So we want to make sure that they're you know, maximizing that. However, uh, it's very possible that we could have, let's say, schools. We'd have two different schools because one is focusing on college prep and one is focusing on preschool. Well, those are two very different messages. And we would let them know, you know, just so you know, these people are also a client, but here's why you're not a conflict. Uh, because really, you want to set everyone up for success, whether that's the people who are doing the pitching, the people in the firm, and and the clients. And I don't know that everyone has that same mindset, but it's really difficult to juggle if you have three, four people who want to talk about the same thing in the same market. So how do you know as an entrepreneur... Um, and that it's time for me to even pursue PR because the budgets vary dramatically depending on how big the firm is that's pitching you and what services they're offering, what, you know. And uh, so how do I know, is there a revenue marker that I can look to to say, okay, now I think I need PR? You know, it's interesting. We have clients that run the gamut. What you need to make sure that your business could handle is if you do PR and you get extra business, which you should, or you get extra phone calls, you can handle it. You don't want to be doing PR if you're saying, you know, we're not taking any new clients right now. That doesn't make sense for you. Uh, so you want to make sure that you can handle whatever would come your way out of that. And that should be well-defined. You also really want to make sure that you are in a stable place because it's terrible. And we've had this happen where, you, you know, someone will get a great relationship with a, a reporter and they'll do interviews, you know, six months in a row and the business will go under. Well, that's, that's not good either for anyone involved. So it's really, you want to have a stable business. You want to have a business that has very much knows what they're, what they want to talk about. 
you know, what, what part of the market do you want to be an expert in and what do you really want to own? And then we can take that out, make sure that we can turn your mission and your, uh, your message into something that is media friendly and we'll teach you how to talk in sound bites. And then we can take that out to the marketplace and it should work for you. That's one thing that you just nailed on the head that I have found that so many PR people don't do. And that's educate them on how to do the sound bites. Because I always tell people how long the segment is. And, you know, I get, sometimes I get some windbags. <laughs> what can I say? And I'm like, didn't you have any media coaching from your PR firm? You know, because I always ask whenever I appear, I'm like, how long is this segment? Seven to nine minutes. Okay, great. You know, I said, I always want to make my sound bites appropriate. And I guess maybe that's just because it's a media thing and, and we understand the background. You know, when you have to do live television or live radio and you have to speak to a particular point in time, you know, that's it. <laughs> you know, you got to make sure you got that covered. So. Yeah, it's about the time of how long you're speaking and also knowing what you want to say and making sure that you're owning your interview so that you're trained and coached properly so that you can say what you want to say. And also whoever is interviewing you should know what you're going to say as well. They have a general sense of the angle and they they want everyone wants that segment to be good. That person interviewing you wants good a good segment and you can help them by delivering on what you were pitched as. Mm -hmm. Well, you've just given us a wealth of information. And for those who are interested in finding more about um, avoiding the pitfalls of PR, so to speak, or interested in pursuing you and interviewing you as a potential PR representative for them, where can they find you? Sure. Our website is media, M-E-D-I-A, hyphen minefield, M-I-N-E-F-I-E-L-D.com. We're based in Minneapolis, Minnesota, but we have uh, clients all over the country. And our phone number is 612-924-3780. Well, you stay warm there. Thank you so much for being a part of our show today. And for those of you who are driving around without a pencil, never fear. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is here where you can visit Christy's show page and get the linky links to her website and so much more. And for more in-depth interviews with money experts, strategies, and members-only tools to fix your credit, get out of debt, and have more money and happiness, do what other savvy listeners have and visit UnlockYourWealthRadio.com where you go to get your money mind right so your wealth and happiness will follow. Become an Insiders Club member today and start receiving the benefits of millionaire wisdom right now. For Unlock Your Wealth Radio and the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2018 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com. Mm-hmm.